Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 123 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today we are going to be talking about snapping scapula syndrome. Now, snapping scapula syndrome is not something I want to say 10 times fast. Um, it's just about as rare as an albino moose, but I recently received a request from a Connor McCarthy who is studying osteopathy in the UK, and he was asking if I would do a podcast on this, and as luck would have it, my wife and I were working out together earlier and she actually had this um, and so this is going to be perfect timing to talk about snapping scapula syndrome uh, but before we get started with this I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. A good night's sleep is what everybody needs. Fresh rest bedding will keep you comfortable all night. Our advanced textiles and weave wicks moisture and also regulates body temperature. This design, coupled with our all-natural organic antimicrobial, eliminates 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria, as well as dust mites, which are an allergen to many. Because our bedding stays fresh longer, it is eco-friendly, as it only requires washing once a month on average. This bedding is also known for its incredible softness. Our antimicrobial is all-natural and organic. No metals, waxes, chemicals, or nanotech. Our sheets will never leach onto or into your skin ever. These sheets are safe for your entire family. Fresh Rest is designed and engineered by Main Lee Technology Group, based in Wells, Maine, and our sheets are made for the USA. Fresh Rest Bedding is only available for purchase through our e-commerce website by visiting freshrestbedding.com. Once again, that's freshrestbedding.com. Welcome back. So, this is how it goes. Um, this has been kind of a... Uh, busy. The last couple of days, I'm getting ready to do some live seminars, and that's always um, very uh, time-consuming and uh, fun to do, though. I really enjoy doing them. Um, but yesterday, I turned 50 years old, and two days before that, I received an application to receive a subscription to AARP. So turning 50, you know, really isn't too bad. That doesn't bother me. But getting asked to join AARP, whoo I'll tell you what, I wasn't ready for that. Um, but, you know, I'm getting older, and in the last couple of years, my, uh, my wife and I, you know, we've been talking a lot about doing our best to stay healthy and get strong. I'm 50. She's going to be turning 50 this year. Um, this year's going to be our 25th year anniversary. We plan on going on a vacation. We want to be as healthy as possible um, so that we can uh, continue to do what we like, which is hike and be active and, uh, you know, get up and down and take care of ourselves and not be in a lot of pain. So that's, um, you know, we are both physical therapists and uh, we've both been a little more attentive, you know, to different orthopedic conditions that affect many people as they get older and one of the diagnoses that I see a lot of is a rotator cuff problem and um, as part of our exercise routine we've been doing a lot of rotator cuff strengthening exercises and today while my wife was doing some sideline external rotation she was having a pretty significant snap which she felt was might have been in her glenohumeral joint um, but then being the wonderful husband I am and this is the part where if I could put an emoji in a podcast, it would be like an upside down face with googly eyes and a tongue sticking out. Um, I evaluated her shoulder and found that she was definitely having some snapping coming from her scapula thoracic joint. Um, and with a couple corrections, we were able to eliminate the snap and continue working out. Um, but it's not always that easy. 
And why is it not always that easy? Well, because treating your family almost never works out. I usually recommend not doing it, but we got lucky this time, and um, um, I really bought some points on this one, so... I'm pretty excited that uh, what we did to modify this really helped. I have seen this problem in the clinic in the past, and it really seems to come down to a few things, which is, you know, remember that the scapulothoracic joint is is not a synovial joint like your elbow or shoulder or knee, and, um, you know, it, it's basically a floating joint. It's suspended by a lot of musculature, and if that musculature is not functioning well, well, then the uh, scapulothoracic joint is not functioning well either. And so, you know, let's talk about what causes snapping scapula syndrome. But First of all, what I want to do is talk about, you know, the anatomy and getting oriented with that a little bit. So let's just go back to the basics. And I know that we've done a lot of shoulder podcasts lately. Uh, I will be drifting away from that soon and getting into other body parts again. Um, But it just happens that, you know, when something comes up, um, we talk about it. So, um, you know, if we talk about the shoulder, first of all, you know, it's made up of the scapula, the, the clavicle and the humerus. And then there are really two muscles on the front side of the scapula, between the scapula and the rib cage, the subscapularis muscle and the serratus anterior muscle. And then there is a bursa between these two muscles, and that bursa helps to just decrease friction between the two. And there's also a bursa between the serratus anterior and the thoracic cage. And that is just to help with you know decreasing friction and, and allowing things to move well. So what are some of the signs of snapping scapula syndrome. Well, obviously the first one would be a snapping type noise or popping um, in that area. It could be gritty. It could feel like broken glass. And um, for those of you who have listened to my uh, crepitus podcast in the past, you know, crepitus does not always mean that that it's associated with pain. There's a lot of people who have crepitus, uh, and sometimes we really don't need to worry about it. But what I have found is that crepitus, can, we can change that crepitus, especially in the scapulothoracic joint, with proper stretching and, and strengthening exercises. So what causes the triple S? Well, you know, it happens most often with people who do a lot of overhead activity, okay, a lot of throwing activities, volleyball players, pitchers, uh, people doing a lot of repetitive work overhead, like uh, people who do a lot of mudding or spackling of sheetrock and that type of thing, um, that, that can happen. And through this repetitive activity and this overuse, you can cause swelling and thickening of some of the soft tissues between the scapula and the rib cage and develop some significant inflammation. And inflammation can be a cause of pain, number one, and it can be a cause of crepitus. The other thing that I like to look at when I'm assessing shoulders and and the scapulothoracic area is, is there any abnormal mobility of the glenohumeral joint, such as in an an adhesive capsulitis or somebody who may have, you know, a tight posterior capsule, a tight uh, inferior capsule, when that glenohumeral joint is not disassociating itself very well with the uh, with the scapula, then that scapula has to move excessively sometimes. And just like a, uh, a washboard that is rough, it just gets rubbed a lot more on that area and can cause crepitus and discomfort, irritation to the bursa, and uh, inflammation around the um, you know the muscles uh, at the uh, subscapularis and uh, serratus anterior. Um, the other thing that we see is scapular weakness, and we just recently did a talk on um, you know scapular instability and um, you know what causes scapular instability, and a lot of these things can cause crepitus, pain, 
gritting, grinding, snapping, popping um, in that um, scapulothoracic joint. Um, and so, you know, atrophy of the muscles at the the subscapularis and serratus anterior, if they become atrophied, think about it. You've got the scapula now rubbing on a bunch of bones on your rib cage, and that alone, that can cause some discomfort. You can also have bony abnormalities, um, such as a scapular fracture, which um, you know will cause a development of callus over uh, the fracture site. That callus area will be enlarged. That could rub on the rib cage. Or you could have rib fractures, uh, which also cause um, issues there. And basically, you end up with more of a bone-on-bone type of irritation. Some people will develop spurs, and those spurs can cause a lot of irritation, especially to the bursa um, on the uh, superior and inferior aspect of the scapula. So, with that being said, how do you treat snapping scapula syndrome? I had to think about it before I say it because it just doesn't not it's not coming out smoothly. Um, so you know you definitely need to nail this with conservative measures first, okay? And you can almost always correct this problem with conservative measures, which means you know some non-steroidal anti-inflammatories can help decrease inflammation in that area. Correcting faulty body mechanics and biomechanics, so making sure that if there is scapular um, tightness, you address uh, not scapular capsular tightness, you address that capsular tightness, um, and you allow that glenohumeral joint to move better, um, and then you work on you know activation of the scapular stabilizers, and there are so many ways. And I was thinking about this um, earlier. Uh, I'm going to start a, a full video series on how to do sc- scapular stabilization exercises, so that will be coming up soon on our YouTube channel. Um, And so with all of these activities, uh, that can really help to decrease the snapping. And sometimes it is just positional. You know, if somebody is sitting at a computer all day long and they have this forward head thoracic kyphotic type posture, um, you know, they're not in a good optimal position for those scapular stabilizers to function and work well. And then later on, they may go out and play some basketball, throw a baseball, uh, play some volleyball or do some overhead work, maybe some a little, you know, carpentry or something like that at home and um, end up with some irritation there. So, you know, making sure that uh, those body mechanics are taken care of and there's good scapular stabilizers uh, stabilizers, uh, activating. Always ask, you know, if there was a mechanism of injury, you know, was there ever a scapular fracture, a rib fracture, um, you know, some sort of traumatic injury that may have gone unrecognized. Um, And if you've had somebody in a situation like that who had a mechanism of injury, then maybe diagnostic imaging can be appropriate. Certainly a visit to an orthopedic um, office and uh, occasionally uh, surgery is uh, can be necessary, although it's very rare. um, Sometimes, uh, you, you know, that's that's the. Uh, the cure for this uh, problem, especially if there are structural abnormalities causing um, this snapping. So with that being said, I want to thank you all for listening today. And I also want to thank Connor for uh, sending the request for this podcast. I really appreciate that. Um, And uh, we will continue to do so. So if anybody has any um, topics they'd like me to talk about, I'd be more than happy to entertain that and, um, you know, try to get that up on the show. Uh, Please make sure you get over to uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to our podcast and give us a rating and review. And uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I have videos 
videos coming out all the time. The channel is growing. And if you like the videos, please uh, make sure um, you give them a thumbs up and uh, help us along um, you know, our journey here of teaching people how to become more comfortable with uh, orthopedic evaluations. In the show notes today, I have tons of links. Make sure you check that out. It'll be everything from the link to our website, to the YouTube channel, and to online coaching and all kinds of things that I do, uh, and even some of the live uh, courses that I'll be giving soon. Um, that'll all be in the show notes, so make sure you check that out. So, folks, again, thank you for listening, and I hope you all have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there. Thank you.